Welcome to the Beyond Barriers podcast. If you're an ambitious woman who wants to dominate your career, then you are in the right place. This podcast is co-hosted by Nikki Barua, digital innovator, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker. And Monica Marquez, ex-Googler, diversity expert, and senior corporate leader. From inspiring stories to cutting-edge strategies, you'll learn how to develop the skill set, mindset, and tool set to get future-ready fast and accelerate your success. Hi, I'm Monica Marquez, your host for today's episode. In this anxious and stressful time of COVID-19, it's hard to know what to do. Over a few short weeks, the pandemic has brought the hospitality industry to its knees. For many, it's easy to feel so overwhelmed, it's hard to do anything. However, our guest today, one of the premier connectors and luxury consultants around, Nick Champagne, aka the voice of luxury, pivoted his energy and expertise in the world of hospitality to focus on bringing much-needed hospitality to frontline workers. Nick has 20 years of experience in the hospitality industry, ranging from food and beverage, events, marketing, brand relationships, lifestyle concierge services, and luxury networking. Nick's love for his city and the people in it led him to begin Hospitality amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. Hospitality is an initiative to feed and protect frontline hospital workers while supporting local restaurants and meal prep businesses in the hospitality industry in an effort to preserve jobs. In a little under a month, the team has sent over 6,500 meals to hospitals in New York and New Jersey and has also started to deliver protective face shields and masks as well. In this episode, Nick shares how his vision of not only giving back to those who need it, but also spreading positivity in the event of the most difficult times. Visit IamBeyondBarriers.com where you'll find show notes and links to all of the resources referenced in this episode, including the best way to get in touch with Nick. Welcome, Nick. Thank you for joining us on the Beyond Barriers podcast. We are so excited to share your story today and share more information about your initiative, hospitality, and all of the wonderful things you're doing for the frontline workers in New York City and New Jersey. Sure. Thank you, Monica. I appreciate it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm happy that you guys had offered me to be here. It's exciting. Absolutely. So, yeah, my story. I, you know, I live in New York City. I have mm-hmm. a background in hospitality. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically every aspect of hospitality. I've, I have experience in nightlife, in marketing, in events, in concierge, and tying them all together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, growing up, my grandparents owned liquor stores and restaurants. So mm-hmm. from a very early age, I was around people and I guess subconsciously understanding and learning what people wanted. Uh-huh. just um, at a very, very early age. So then, you know, through high school and college, I, like everyone else, had twists and turns of what was I going to do, what was I going to be, but it was, you know, it always came back to hospitality. Mm-hmm. I ended up helping my friends in college uh, with some events and nightclub parties by accident, mm-hmm. literally just to help them, <laughs> and, you know, became pretty good at that. So I... You know, I got into that world of that side of hospitality and nightlife. Mm-hmm. As I maneuvered through that, I, you know, escalated that into marketing and events and mm-hmm. built up quite a Rolodex to, you know, basically get anything done. Mm-hmm. And over time, 
you know, from an early age also, I had a fascination with luxury, with the best of the best, mm-hmm. reading, you know, Rob Report and DuPont Registry when I was like <laughs> seven or 10 or 12 or whatever it was. <laughs> Those you know, were your I, bedtime stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't afford the magazine, let alone anything in it. Right. Yeah. So, but I, you know, I, I was fascinated with these things, whether it be cars or homes or boats or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And I, you know, I became an expert in that world by just being around it and mm-hmm. seeing how I can show value in that world. And, you know, fast forward to around 2005, I started a quote unquote concierge that was modeled after a Las Vegas hosting company. Mm. Uh, after a lot of the New York people had moved out to Las Vegas to revolutionize the nightlife industry out there, mm-hmm. there was a lot of back and forth between, you know, the Vegas casino hosts and independent hosts and nightclub hosts sending people to New York. Mm-hmm. And they would ask me to host those people. So I created a company out of it. Didn't think much of it because I still had my marketing and event business. Mm-hmm. And then 2007, 8, 9 happened, especially, you know, the right. infamous 2008, right? The economic downturn. During that time, uh, I, my marketing and event company was totally shot. So we were dealing with luxury brands. We were dealing, dealing mm-hmm. with uh, marketing budgets that completely evaporated. Mm. Um, you know, top, top tier brands that were looking to do all these amazing things. We were perfectly positioned and all of a sudden they were gone. You know, the Mm. only budgets that they had at all were to maintain their recession-proof clients. Mm -hmm. So, okay, great. What do I do now? And I was very fortunate to have, you know, one of my first billionaire clients in 2008 as well. Mm -hmm. Luckily enough and synchronistically, I, um... I wondered though, are the people who are my clients at that time, are they going to change their lifestyle? Um, Mm, How are they going to be affected? And I'm not talking about bankers or hedge fund people. I'm talking about people in other industries that are, that were not directly affected. And I learned a lot psychologically at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, Very big on psychology from the hospitality background, just understanding what people want. Mm -hmm. And while that happened, I noticed that, let's say you and I live on the same block in Palm Beach or mm-hmm. in Long Island or Beverly Hills or anywhere that's affluent, right? Right. And let's say I lose my business during that time. Um, you know, we live next to each other. You're probably not going to buy a new Bentley and, you know, park it in front of the house or in your driveway or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not able to or entitled to do so. Mm-hmm. But from a, a humane standpoint, right, it's like, okay, cool. I'm a little sensitive that my friend, my neighbor is affected by this. So I'm right. not going to flaunt something in their face. And, you know, that was nice and refreshing to see. But what, what I also learned, which is very important and valid, and especially in a time like this, mm-hmm. is that, you know, above a certain point, Affluent people are not going to change their lives if they're not affected. They're going to continue, but they're going to be a little more mindful about their surroundings. Mm -hmm. So they're still going to go on their trips. They're still going to buy their items. They're just not going to be as loud and, um, you know, outspoken about it. Right. But when they're in the places like, let's say, Saint-Tropez or St. Bart's or, you know, Aspen or wherever it is that they're around, many like-minded people that are all on the same level, they're going to mm-hmm. continue to act, you know, their norm. So, you know, through that time I learned and, you know, after that, once things bounced back in, you know, let's say 2010, 11, 12, mm-hmm. 
was straight up until now, right? And mm-hmm. I just continued to position myself with the high net worth and ultra high net worth individuals with mm-hmm. the luxury brands that bounced back and mm-hmm. connecting the dots. That's, you know, that, that's what I do. I connect the dots, I'm a connector, we create experiences, but what's important to me is fulfillment. So, you know, I, I met you and Nikki through the Tony Robbins ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over the past, I don't know, two and a half, three years, it's been another part of the journey, really studying personal mm-hmm. development, right. more, more psychology, and especially in my circles dealing with high net worth and ultra high net worth, um, sometimes that lack of fulfillment, right? right? Where it's just, you know, you could get into a conversation about how important is money and things of that nature. And, you know, I'm never going to be someone that says money is not important. It's very important. It gives you options. It's not the only thing. It's not the most important thing. Mm -hmm. I can tell you many, many extremely wealthy people that I've met and deal with on a regular basis who are lacking some level of fulfillment uh, because they're not connected to something that's more. Right. So, you know, now during this time, there's a lot of people that were very well positioned for an economic downturn. Mm-hmm. And now here we are in 2020 and we have economic and socioeconomic effects of what, what's going on. Right. But there's also a health factor, mm-hmm. which is very different because you now you can't live the same way, at least for this moment. Mm-hmm. And you have to adapt to that. So, right. you know, like you said earlier in our conversation about you know, our personal conversation about adapting, that's what it is. It's about adapting. It's about pivots. And, you know, it's, it's an exciting time. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I, I say this often, I'm, I'm fortunate and very grateful that I'm safe and healthy. My family's safe and healthy. People around me and, you know, a vast majority of the people that are close to me and that I care about are safe and healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, very grateful for that. Uh, not everyone's as fortunate. And, you know, life happens. That's something that's beyond our control. And we can wonder why, or we can just take a step back and, you know, regroup and move forward. And I think that the future is bright. I think that there's so many things going on right now that Mm -hmm. are creating opportunity in, you know, an ethical way. And if you, if you live in gratitude and you live in contribution and you live in, um, looking for fulfillment, not only for yourself, but for others, that there's, you know, the future's very bright. The future's very bright. When this passes, it's going to be, it's going to be an outstanding time. That's, that's how I feel. You mentioned something that you grew up at a young age, understanding what people wanted. And I think that is a critical, critical uh, and important lesson that I guess has been ingrained in you because it is, you know, just the human psyche is always what's in it for me. And, you know, really understanding your customer and that niche. But in what uh, Nikki and I do in terms of helping, you know, women accelerate their success in their careers, um, we're always, always telling them, who is your target audience and know who they are and what it is that they need. It doesn't matter if, you know, it's in the context of an organization or company. Who are you serving? Who is your client? And I think that's extremely important. So important. Um, well, I, I always make the joke about, you know, the the chef that cooks for him or herself or the DJ that plays music for him or herself, uh-huh. right? You, you can't do that. Um, 
if you're doing that, you're not going to win. You have to understand your audience completely. Mm-hmm. And that's relevant for any industry. That's relevant for any situation. It could be, you know, a gathering of tens or hundreds of people or thousands of people, or it could be a one-on-one business meeting or dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're not aligned, if you don't build rapport, you're going to be off. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to read things wrong. You're, the other person that you're meeting with or the people that you're dealing with are not going to be receptive because you're not going to be in alignment. And that's super, super important. You're, you nailed it. Yeah. So I want to dig a little um, into how agile and how nimble you have been because you talked about, of course, the 2007, 2008, and you had to shift because your, you know, your marketing business and um, was just, you know, the recession caused you to have to pivot. Um, And now you find yourself, I mean, you are in, you know, the hospitality industry that is being impacted significantly because of this whole pandemic. Um, And it's completely out of your control. But you know, you're one of those few individuals that we absolutely admire because rather than throwing your hands up in the air saying, oh my God, you know, my business is being impacted, you, you, you pivoted and you really came from a place of service. And we really admire um, what you started doing in terms of supporting all of the healthcare workers and starting the, um, which I love your play on words of the hospital, hospitality kind of meals and masks kind of effort that you were doing. What, you know, how like what made you immediately shift in you know that mindset in that direction opposed to like many other people which rightfully so became very panicked and almost deer in headlights and you did something completely different and tell us what went through your mind at that time i will thanks i I appreciate the you know the acknowledgement and i appreciate the question because it's super important and you you know you mentioned agility it's that's also so important you know i i equate a lot of things to sports growing up mm-hmm. i played soccer to you know a reasonably high level and i was supposed to play in college and i chose not to um but i think it's all about seeing things ahead right mm-hmm. see being a couple steps ahead of things right and you know we have this pandemic that Quite frankly, I deal with a lot of very knowledgeable, powerful people, as do you and Mm -hmm. Nikki and, you know, your team and your circles. And I really don't believe that many people, because I think some may have to some level knew what was going on, right? Mm -hmm. Not getting into, you know, crazy conspiracies and anything like that. That's not, that's not where I live. That's not how I operate. But prior to this happening, I was, you know, Looking for what's next, as I mentioned earlier, I, you know, I did all of this personal and business development over the past few years. I, you know, you trim the fat in many different ways in your circles, you, you tighten the circle. And I was looking for what's next in my industry and my business. And, you know, taking my company from analog to digital and keeping AI in mind, right, mm-hmm. to put it on a macro level. Right. Uh, we were planning that before and all of a sudden, you know, February, March, April, boom, this hit you in the face. So, you know, the, the timing is interesting, Mm -hmm. but I, as you know, from the, the Tony Robert, uh, the Tony Robbins world, it's Mm -hmm. like winter's coming, winter's coming. Is this winter or is this that, you know, proverbial October snowstorm that happens out of nowhere (laughs) Mm -hmm. just to be prepared. And then like this year, it doesn't even snow 
any, right. anymore. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So we don't know yet, but to act quickly and be agile and pivot, that's what we did. We're, you know, we put a plan together. We're actually raising money mm. for my business. I'm building an advisory board and that's happening now and it's happening very, very well. And we're dealing with people that see opportunity in the future. Mm-hmm. So again, very fortunate for this time to happen the way it is. Um, that being said, my business is completely, almost completely dead at the moment mm-hmm. in the travel side, in the hospitality side, in the experiences side. They just don't happen, right? right? So everyone's going to technology and digital and doing Zooms like this and webinars and podcasts and so on. So that being said, we're planning a lot for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, that led me to have some extra time. Many right. people complain they have no time. And many <laughs> of those same people now you see on social media saying, I just finished you know, these 10 series on Netflix. What do I watch now? And I'm like, you're doing it wrong. what's wrong with you you're the same person that said this last time now you're saying this and that's why anyway with that extra time you know you can only do so much when you're when you're raising money with investors and advisors and so on Mm -hmm. as you know so i had this extra time on my hands and i live in manhattan on first avenue if you see Mm -hmm. behind me you'll see hospitals yes and in let's call it March, the beginning of March, middle of March, mm-hmm. I would see you looking down First Avenue. I live right next to NYU Langone. I would mm-hmm. see an uncomfortable amount of ambulances coming up First Avenue. Mm. And there's, there's three hospitals right near me. Right. So mm-hmm. there's always a lot of ambulances. This was a, an uncomfortable amount. And I don't watch the news often and you know, I, I don't tune into things like that. I changed the channel, but I could see firsthand that something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I thought, you know, I, get, I guess I get my news on social media, right? Right. Or from my friends or from my masterminds or whatever the case may be. Right. And yeah, this Corona thing and we don't know and there's a lot of unknowns and everything. Okay, great. We don't know what's going to happen. It might just be another this. It might be another that. Everyone's speculating. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing firsthand what's going on. And I said, you know what? I want to, I want to do something nice. I anonymously attempted to send a few pizzas mm-hmm. to NYU emergency room, mm-hmm. which were kindly rejected by the security there. Uh, <laughs> so I ordered them on Seamless. I ordered them anonymously. I put a note, please, you know, these are anonymous. Just bring them, drop them off. Great. Mm-hmm. I get a call from the delivery person. Hey, who are these going to? Security stopped us. I said, oh, well, I I don't really know who they're going to because it was anonymous and I was just, you know, trying to do something nice. Right. Well, they won't let me in. What do I do? I said, "Uh, uh, okay, I I don't know what to say. I totally understand it. It's security reasons. The hospital, I get it. You know, bring it to my building, give it to my doorman. Cool. Failed attempt that we salvaged. Right. So I reached out to some friends in the medical industry and I Mm -hmm. said, you know, this is what I'm looking to do. How bad really is it? Like, what can we do to help? You know, not that the healthcare workers need food, right? Because they're quite capable on their own of ordering food. Right. It's more of the the morale boosting. Right. So I, you know, acted quickly, thought about it. You know, the, the marketing comes to mind and the, the hospitality background. And I said, you know, not only do we want to feed the frontline healthcare workers, mm-hmm. we want to boost their morale, right? But mm-hmm. also... Background in hospitality. Think about the restaurants that are remaining open. Think about my friends who own restaurants, my friends who work in restaurants, my friends mm-hmm. who manage restaurants, mm-hmm. and they're in shambles. 
They don't right. know what's going to happen. There's uncertainty and many closed. Totally mm-hmm. understand, but many stayed open. And the ones that stayed open, I don't believe they truly did it for profit because they're not going to, without being open, without right. serving on site, mm-hmm. they're not going to make their budget. They're not going to make money. Mm-hmm. And I want to help them make their budget. I want to, God bless, if they make money, commerce during this time, if it's honest with integrity and ethics, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Right. You know, th- there's a whole different conversation about gouging certain things and you know mm-hmm. that, that's different. That's unacceptable. But if someone can open a business or re- keep their business open at this point and you know, make it and profit and fight through, I'm all for supporting that person. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. So, you know, ultimately we came up with this hospitality concept with hospital in all caps and the ITY for hospitality, um, focusing on the front line, feeding and, you know, now protecting, right? Because we mm-hmm. added masks and other PPE that's been donated to us very kindly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, also supporting those restaurants, but also preserving jobs. So we're essentially, we're providing a solution on some levels Mm -hmm. to three problems makes me feel really good and then we started getting text messages and emails and Mm -hmm. such from you know the from the front line from the charge nurses from the uh schedule managers and stuff like that that were saying oh this is so great you know i can't we've publicized some of them they're just amazing the the Mm -hmm. amount of gratitude and just it's very touching because we received some not so pleasant messages too not mm-hmm. directed towards us, but just about what was going on, the trauma that these people were experiencing mm-hmm. during the peak in New York, what they were seeing and just, you know, I, I don't want to get dark on this, but mm-hmm. it wasn't pleasant, right? So right. to be able to provide some level of light during that dark time was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we ramped it up and we did a GoFundMe and, you know, so far we've raised over $40,000, which... Is that a lot or is that a little? You could look at it many different ways. There's mm-hmm. other organizations that are doing things on a much bigger level. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they're as hands-on and impactful. And that means right. something to me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, I have a team of people that's helping me, a lot of volunteers. It's fantastic. I really appreciate it. 100% of what we're raising is going towards the cause. We've sent out um, over 7,000 meals at this point. That's in, you know, just a bit over a month. And it's amazing. You know, I think I'm shooting for 10,000 in May alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is without my my members of my company and my bigger clients even, even doing anything yet. Before mm-hmm. I went to them, I wanted this to be able to survive on its own. Right. And it is. The, con- the concept is proven. We have a well-oiled machine. Um, you know, we have between five and 10 restaurants that we're using regularly. Mm-hmm. And you know meal prep companies and stuff like that. We've gotten our costs down to five dollars on average for a meal for like a good meal. It's even less when it's pizza, but like mm-hmm. a good healthy meal is somewhere five seven dollars. And you know while I want to send as much as possible and help as many people, mm-hmm. it's easy to activate at five dollars. But I also want to help the restaurants that are really struggling. And they're right. like, listen, Nick, I really can't do less than seven or really can't do less than 10. I don't want to beat them up and be like, oh, well, meet me here, match that, discount that. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to them about it. And if they can, they will. But, you know, once we have more funds coming in, mm-hmm. then that won't be, that won't really be a conversation. It'll, right. It'll be more like, okay, cool. We have this ten or $20,000 to deploy. 
where do we send it? We have this 100,000 to deploy. We could do X amount of meals at this cost, really support these people. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, we're matching with masks. We're, we're sending out face shields. We're, you know, gowns are in high demand. We have people that are transacting mm -hmm. on very, very large levels that are donating to us because mm -hmm. of that. Um, we're solving several problems. So that really feels good. And, um, you know, it, it's a good way also to communicate with my clients, my vendors to, mm -hmm. to stay relevant. That wasn't the reason, but I started, you know, really diving into philanthropic efforts in 2011. Mm -hmm. I love Christmas and the holidays. I always have, um, it's just a happy time. Mm -hmm. And I would do this toy drive, just Christmas party toy drive for my friends. It was mm -hmm. started out with 20 people, got up to 70 or 80 people. And I'll, I'll never forget one year, 2011, one of my friends who's going to be on my advisory board moving forward. Mm -hmm. She said, Nick, let's do this bigger. I said, sounds amazing. What do you want to do? Like we're, mm -hmm. we did, you know, a hundred people. This was right after 2010. Mm -hmm. She said, uh, you know, you, you dropped all these toys off in Times Square for Toys for Tots, the Marines, you know, this and mm -hmm. that. And, uh, you know, let, let's do it bigger. Uh, get some recognition for you. Get some recognition for your company. Mm -hmm. So, well, it's not really why I do it. She said, I know that and you know that. But there's people that are sitting on the sidelines that are thinking the same way that you are because they want to be anonymous and they don't want the recognition. They just want to have fun. They want to do something nice. Mm -hmm. but think about it this way. If you, if you bring awareness to what you're doing, mm -hmm. those people on the sidelines can support you and it'll amplify your message. It'll mm -hmm. amplify your cause. I said, it's a really great point. Let's do it. That year, 2011, we partnered with Petra Nemkova, mm -hmm. the supermodel, and it was right after the Haitian earthquake. Mm -hmm. We, I'll never do this again. We sent 1,300 toys to Haiti. Um, mm. We did a 450-person event. We raised $10,000, which does not sound like a lot, mm -hmm. but the questions were, we did not charge to get in. It was an invite-only party. Right. We did not charge for tables. Everything was sponsored. Mm -hmm. And they said, Nick, you know, how are you going to collect a thousand toys if there's only about 400 people coming? Mm -hmm. I said, I don't really know, but we'll figure it out. You know, right. the year before we had, you know, my friends and people that attended that were bringing these really nice toys, spending mm -hmm. 50 and a hundred dollars on toys. Right. And I said, that's really nice, but I don't think you guys bringing it back to your point before, I don't think you understand your audience. Right. You, you know, we're giving to people that don't have anything. And, you know, if you're going to spend that amount, that's very nice, but Buy five toys. You right. know, now we're talking the opposite of our normal life or you know, our normal circles. Quality over quantity is usually the case. Now mm -hmm. it's quantity over quality right. to help more people. There's a shift, right? That, mm -hmm. that pivot, right? Mm -hmm. So we did that. We, we sent 1,300 toys to Haiti. We, I think we, uh, we raised around $14,000 through a silent auction and I had friends come in and just, you know, hand me checks and say, where do I make these checks out to? We want to make sure you hit your goal. Mm -hmm. Bergdorf Goodman that year, you know, gave us a check for a thousand dollars. It's not an auction item. They're like, we don't know what to give you. Mm -hmm. The women's section, they're like, we have shoes. That's too complicated. We have all these nice things, but there's like taste and, you know, style and fashion. Right. Can we just give you money? And I'm like, sure. Now we're 10% mm -hmm. to our goal. That's amazing. So right. that really piqued my interest in, in the charity world. And it's always been what I want to be part of in any of my endeavors, any of my business happenings, right? And mm -hmm. again, reflecting back to the Tony Robbins world, the secret to living is giving, you know, many of Tony's um, 
very strong principles are based on that. Right. And, you know, doing a lot of Tony Robbins work over the past couple of years, you know, I saw things in a different light, mm-hmm. not just him, but many other teachers, spiritual advisors, people like that. And even with my inner circle, with my clients and my members, just speaking to them on that different level, mm-hmm. um, I was very surprised by some of the people that are very in tune with the spiritual world, the spiritual world, quantum physics, things of that nature. And contribution. And, um, and, and contribution. Yeah. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's all tied in together, spirituality, whatever the case may be. And it, it was super, super interesting to me. So I, I've really run with that and I tie it into everything I do. You know, that, that's where we're at. And, you know, we're not stopping. I see this in three phases. Mm-hmm. You know, initially, the first phase, which we're still kind of teetering on because now it's moved into New Jersey's being hit very bad right now. I right. New Jersey. So, you know, we've been, we've been helping there because they're probably peaking right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and who knows where else in the country is going to be affected badly. Mm-hmm. We'll, we have a, you know, we have a template that we can kind of shift anywhere. So we'll help whomever needs help. Mm-hmm. But even right here in New York, I look at it like the healthcare workers phase one is okay. Mayhem. We need to help. We need to give them the support. We need to put smiles on their face, mm-hmm. boost morale, right. help their mindset, help them through this because I really believe that is what's going to get them through this. Right. right? The, the mm-hmm. mindset. And, you know, I think phase two of that is when it levels off a little bit, which fortunately it started to, mm-hmm. when it really levels off, hopefully in the next couple of weeks or month, it'll be like, okay, now we want to reward you. You know, right. you have a little more time to breathe. Things are back to quote unquote normal-ish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we want to reward you now. Now you can actually enjoy the meals and mm-hmm. now, you can, now you don't need PPE anymore and whatever the case. Right. right. Um, and... In terms of feeding, I think that the economic and socioeconomic effects mm-hmm. that will be part of the ripple to come from this, there's going to be people who, who cannot provide for their families, cannot feed themselves, that will need right. help. We want to help them too. In terms of the restaurants and hospitality partners, you know, they're reaching out. These are the ones that remained open now. They needed help. We helped them. We'll continue to help them get them back on their feet. Mm-hmm. Um, the restaurants that closed and will start to reopen, they're going to need help. You know, they're, they're right. operating at whatever it is, 50% or whatever the, you know, social distancing numbers become, mm-hmm. you know, at some point it will get back to normal, but that's going to be a tough road ahead. A lot of them are closing. So we'll help them as well. Right. And um, same thing, you know, we'll, we'll continue to align partnerships with them, whether it be, you know, it's great because we're, we're working with the smaller restaurants to help mm-hmm. them, but we're also working with the bigger um, restaurants, chains, groups, because then we can feed more people. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the ability to give us better pricing. We can put that money to work. That's, you know, 2X or 3X what it is for one of the smaller ones. We want to help everyone. We're helping as many people as we can, and we're doing it in the most... Um, frictionless manner, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever's working with us best and easiest, it's turnkey. We're sending, you know, we're sending out more meals through them. And then we're, you know, following up with the others as we have more money to say, you know, as I mentioned before, now we have X amount, we can pay you a little more. What can we do now? Right. So very interesting. Absolutely ad- admirable. And, uh, you know, we wouldn't expect anything less from you, Nick. Um, so kind. Thank you. One of the things that I find um 
fascinating and what I hope to get the point across is that, you know, you're leveraging your network and you have, have, you know, you have a knack of building extremely strong relationships and able to get access and proximity to influential people. Um, can you share a little bit about the importance of, you know, um, maintaining those relationships and building that community? Because I do think it's one of the challenges that um, sometimes our audience, women, um, don't necessarily, you know, they have a, they have a big network, um, but I don't think they sometimes tap into them as a resource the way that you have done successfully. Um, what are some maybe uh, tips or tricks of how you maintain those relationships and how you uh, leverage the proximity that you have to your um, influential leaders and you know powerful peer groups? Well, I think I think rapport is key. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Rapport leads to mutual trust. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all relationship things, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that integrity is super important. And that's become more and more and more important to me as time goes on. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've seen every side of everything. Um, and, you know, in life, you use some of the downtimes or some of the bad things you've experienced. If you have your head straight and you see things in a better light for the future, you can use those to your advantage to mm-hmm. get what you want and to help others get what they want in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it really comes down to relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think the, I don't think it matters um, the, the woman, woman or women side of things, right? Mm-hmm. I think everyone has the ability now to do anything. Right. You know, and and that, it doesn't matter if it's male, female, it doesn't matter if it's race or religion, it doesn't matter. Like all of that, for the most part, listen, it's not a perfect world, right? But for the most part, people are becoming more adaptable in that mm-hmm. sense, right? And, you know, people get into politics and crap like that, and it's silly, mm-hmm. you know, division and stuff like that. If you don't pay attention to that, and you really, you know, you focus on more individuality and you focus on the person, you focus on the relationship and you kind mm-hmm. of calm the noise. Mm-hmm. And if, if something's not going your way, change the channel. You mm-hmm. know, there, there's plenty of options now. There's, there's plenty of great people. It's becoming, it's becoming cool to do good. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, I don't know if you follow Gabby Bernstein at all. Mm-hmm. Yes. So mm-hmm. she's awesome. I'm a big fan. Um, she's a New Yorker. Her story is amazing. You know, she used to be a self-proclaimed party girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've read several of her books multiple times. I do some of her meditations and I think she's amazing. Her message is great. And, you know, she said one thing, which I think a lot of females will relate to. It was a Sex in the City reference that, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the Sex in the City girls were trading in, don't quote me, but I think she said they were trading in their Manolos for, you know, books and uh, personal development and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it was cool to be good or something to that effect. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I butchered that, but <laughs> you understand where yeah. I'm going. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, for females, that's one thing for males. I think there's a bit of that as well when it comes down to the difference between males and females, the, mm-hmm. the feminine, the masculine, etc. Again, more things we learn in Tony Robbins world when he mm-hmm. brings in experts in those worlds that are very valuable in psychology that's what it comes down to Mm -hmm. but um i think that that's what it is it's like 
you know, the, the more genuine that people are, the more that people act with an integrity. And if there's, listen, profit's profit. It's important. Mm-hmm. Money's money. It's important. There's people that look down upon commerce now. Mm-hmm. I referenced this before. If you're doing things with integrity and you're, you're doing things for other people's benefit as well, mm-hmm. the more you make, the more you can give. Right. You know, Tony Robbins says it in a very interesting way. He's like, if you, know, if you have a good person that comes into a lot of money, you'll have a good person with a lot of money. If you have a not so good person, he uses quite different language, but if you have a not so good person that comes into a lot of money, you can have a not so good person with a lot of money that may do bad things, right? right? So it just gives you more options. And if your head's in the right place, if your mindset's in the right place, mm-hmm. I, I think that sets the tone of what you're going to do. It comes down to, you know, morals, va- uh, values, principles, mission, vision, purpose, all of these things that are important. And, you know, once you get yourself on the right track and you surround yourself with the right people, mm-hmm. you can literally accomplish anything. Fantastic. So in closing, I know that, you know, you have lots of peers also in the hospitality industry um, who are struggling. Um, What words of advice would you leave them with as we close out the podcast? And I'm sure there are going to be several people who um, are going to love to follow you and support um, you know, your efforts in providing the meals and masks for all of the frontline workers. Uh, so how can they get in touch with you um, and, sure. uh, and help out? Okay, so, um, you know, I guess my Instagram is easiest. It's Nick Champagne, at Nick Champagne. Mm-hmm. Uh, my company is Status Luxury Group, at Status Luxury Group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the GoFundMe page that has all the photos. It has updates every few days. Mm-hmm. And that's just um, www.statusluxurygroup.com slash hospitality. Mm. So that redirects to there. We may put up a website soon. Um, it's just been acting quick to help people. So right. you know, we're a little behind on those things. Certainly. But um, you, you reference people in hospitality and you know a lot of those people are out of work. These are crafty individuals. These are creatives. These are people that have talent, many different talents in many different ways. And, you know, I've seen a lot of them get down and, you know, you have to keep going. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, don't stop your, this is in any industry, you know, out of the darkest times come the biggest rewards, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that toughness. I, I'm not a political person, right? I, I don't always agree with uh, Governor Cuomo, mm-hmm. but that New York strong thing that he said was was spot on. You know, mm-hmm. whether you're a New Yorker or not, if you're a New Yorker, you really get it because yep. it's just, mm-hmm. you keep going. We, you know, we've been through it. Tough times come and tough people keep going. There's, you know, things are not always the way that you think they should be. Mm-hmm. You fight through it and you keep going and you end up getting help. You know, people band together in crisis, mm-hmm. um, doing good, helping others really, it, it sharpens your vision and it keeps you focused to un, even subconsciously and, you know, unintentionally get to where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the best advice I can give. That's what I could have easily just, 
you know, looked at it like, oh, wow, business is in, you know, the crapper right now. And mm-hmm. this is bad and that's bad and poor me and doom and gloom and this and that. And like, Absolutely. it's easy to get caught up in that. It's also mm-hmm. easy to see the future and focus on the day after this passes, you know, and the weeks that come after that. We don't know when it's going to be. Who cares? Like, this is more time. This is a rare time in life. None of us ever thought this would happen, right? right. Like, I never mm-hmm. thought we'd see something like this. This is not one city or state or country that shut down. <laughs> no. Everyone in the world is dealing with this. Mm-hmm. Whatever the reason, who cares? You know, I'm big on, you know, F mm-hmm. the how, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, focus on that, that future, right? Take the mm-hmm. time for whatever to reset and just go align with people, you know, share, share missions, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's it. That's, that's fantastic. It, it keeps and us going. Beautiful. Absolutely. Thank you so well, much. Again, thanks, Nick, so much for sharing your words of wisdom and, um, you know, sharing what you're doing and more power to you. And if Beyond Barriers can help you in any way, do let us know. And uh, again, thank you for your time. Thank you. I look forward to chatting with you guys further. Um, I think there's so much more we can do and so many more people we can help. So thank you again. Absolutely. Have a great one. Thanks for listening. There are thousands of podcasts out there and we are so grateful that you've chosen to listen to ours. Visit IamBeyondBarriers.com where you'll find show notes and links to all the resources referenced in this episode. And be sure to take the quiz on the website. Your score will tell you where you are, what helps you gain momentum, and what holds you back. You'll also get a free guide with cutting edge career strategies. We'd also love to hear from you. Share your comments and topic suggestions on IamBeyondBarriers.com and we'll be sure to address them in future episodes. If you enjoyed our show today, please subscribe and rate the podcast or just tell a friend about it. See you next episode.